Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show. Happy Monday afternoon, and it is your host, Della Hill. As always, if you are checking us out on the radio, live on the radio, because this show is actually recorded live on the radio, I am so grateful to have my radio listeners. I got to tell you, if it weren't for you guys, I wouldn't be here. That's really what this all is about. However, if you're listening on the radio, you're really missing some of the magic because I've been told that some of what makes this show so engaging is my facial expressions, my hand motions, and how into it I get. So if you're listening up on the radio, I'm so glad to have you. But you might want to check out YouTube or Facebook for the Facebook Live showing to see what it actually looks like when I'm behind this microphone talking. I'm so glad to be here today. And guys, I realize I've been looking at I've been really kind of pushing one certain perspective on you, which is ironic considering that so much of what I'm trying to teach you is to see things from different perspectives. And that means many different perspectives, not just a different perspective. Because really, the more perspectives you can look at your life and the world from, the better understanding you're going to have of where you are and what it means to you, and what you should do in the place that you're in. So I want to bring up a different perspective that I haven't talked about much yet. I recognize, I acknowledge that one of the faults that I have, one of the mistakes that I've made more than once in my life, is that I tend to close my eyes to the negative. And this is something that has benefited me, and at times has not benefited me. But I like to focus on the positive so much. I get called Pollyanna. Some of you know what that reference is. But I focus on the positive so much that sometimes it's hard to see the negative even when it's right in front of me. And this is a problem because if you're cleaning your floor, you can't just move your broom all over the place and and dust back and forth and hope everything gets swept. You actually need to kind of follow a system and watch the dirt collect. And then as the dirt collects into a pile, you can sweep it up into the dustpan and dump it, right? But if you're not watching, if you're not paying attention to the dirt, you can't clean it up. Sometimes you got to look right at the dirt in order to be able to clean it up. So today's topic the purpose of our show here today is I want to talk a little bit about what to do when life sucks. Because every single human on this earth experiences life sucking. The best of us, the most positive, those that have the greatest outlook, those that have the best understanding of the law of attraction and how to attract to ourselves the best and greatest things, Every single one of us has experiences, has times, despite our best efforts, where life simply sucks. And when life sucks, what do you do? Let's take a couple of minutes and talk about this. And I think anybody could come here and sit in one of these chairs behind one of these microphones and and share their experience about 
the last time that life really sucked for them. In fact, chances are they're not going to have to go back very far in their memory to find it. I don't want to focus on the sucking part, right? I don't want to focus on the negativity. We acknowledge we need to be aware of it. We must acknowledge the negative. That doesn't mean we need to keep staring at it. That doesn't mean that when I sweep up my pile of dust that I need to go gather at my neighbors so they can stand around with me and we can point at it and go, look at, there's the negative. There's the negative. Does everybody else see it? Does everybody else see it? There it is. We don't need to do that. We don't need to draw that much attention to it. We only need to draw enough attention to it to know that it's there and it can be neutralized and it can be cleaned up. But in that moment, when you're there, when you're overwhelmed, let me explain something to you because I want to be able to give you guys something to let yourselves off the hook just a little bit. And I've explained this before, but in this reference, when you are stressed out, our bodies were created to use a fight or flight syndrome, which means when we get scared, when we get stressed, our body knows, I know how to handle this. We're going to make sure we can breathe. We're going to make sure we can run. So all of the blood gets pulled from the non-essential areas in your body to your heart, your lungs, and your muscles so that in this moment, you can fight or you can flee. The problem with this is when this happens, while we're grateful for it, we're grateful for the natural instincts of our body to do this, the problem I want you to understand is when that happens, all that blood gets pulled out of your brain because clear and cognitive thinking is not considered an essential process when you're in fight or flight mode. So when you're in the moment where life sucks, everything feels like life sucks, All of the blood that you need to be able to think clearly, all of the blood that you need to be able to focus, the blood that you need in your brain in order to think clearly and problem solve gets pulled to your heart, lungs, and muscles. In this moment, and if you're in this moment right now, if you're listening to this right here, if maybe you searched this YouTube video because Life sucks and you want to know what to do. If you're in that moment, give yourself a break. It's not always going to be this bad. But right now, you can't recognize it because you don't have enough blood going to your brain to think clearly. And it's not your fault. Give yourself a break. Okay, next. Take a deep breath. And listen to me say, you don't have to believe me, but listen to me tell you, it's going to be okay. When I say you don't have to believe me, I want you to listen to yourself. I want you to listen to your own body, to your own feelings, and know what's true. Because you have this spot, this center, kind of behind your solar plexus. If you put your hand at the bottom of your ribs, it's right behind there. Okay? And... That's your truth center. That spot tells you what's true for you and what's not true for you. If I say something and that truth center feels lighter, feels expanded, feels relieved, that's how you know that that is true for you. If I say something or you think something or someone else says something or you hear something and that truth center gets tighter or contracts, that's when you know that that is not true for you. Okay, so as I'm talking, I don't expect you to believe a single word I say. I ask you to listen to yourself 
and find out from yourself if the things that you're hearing are true for you or not. So the first thing I'm going to tell you again, take a deep breath and hear me say, you don't have to believe it, but hear me say, it's going to be okay. Now listen to that true center. Because if it really is going to be okay, then maybe just maybe you felt just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of release in that true center. Give yourself a break. It's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. There's no blame. It just is. But give yourself a break. It's not your fault. Next, let's talk for a moment about the grand scheme of things. And I know that this can be frustrating, but please go with me. In this moment, you have, if, if you're in this moment where life just really, really, really sucks, you have a pile of things that you might call your problems. And you could, they're all kind of in a pile in front of you. And these problems seem so big. They seem insurmountable. They seem like Nothing you could do is ever going to help you get through these problems. I want to remind you about something, and this might seem like an odd thing to think about in this way, but pay attention to that truth center, and if that truth center is getting a little bit lighter, then something I'm talking about matters to you and is something you should pay attention to. On the show before, we have talked about how everything that's solid, any solid thing, even your own body, while it feels so solid and so tangible, is really 99.999999% space. It's really only that the, that the molecules are vibrating so fast that things feel solid. But it's 0.0000001 actual stuff. This is not solid. We just think it is. Your problems that pile of stuff that you have in front of you, these things that seem insurmountable, are just like, and in some ways even more so, like the solid things that we feel. They feel huge. They feel tremendous. They feel solid. And guys, they feel so real. And yet they are 99.9999999% fake. So much of what you're feeling, so much of what you're hurting from is an illusion that we, that you and that we, because we all do it and have done it, are creating. This pain that you're feeling is part of the reason that it hurts so much is because you're not supposed to feel that way. Part of the reason that you have so much pain is because Deep inside, you know that you're not supposed to hurt. And so the fact that you're hurting is frustrating and causes more pain. Again, I know it feels like a cruel joke, but that's how you know that that is not normal for you. Even if you've gotten used to it, even if you have felt that pain for so long, that is not normal for you. That is not how you are supposed to feel. There is a better way to feel, and that is all you got to do is find the next better feeling thought 
the next better feeling feeling, the next better feeling posture, anything that you can get from where you are to feeling just a little bit better is all you got to do. And remember those problems that seem insurmountable in the long run. Okay, now you might think about the long run of this year. Are they really that big of a deal? Five years from now, are these things going to matter? Probably not. Ten years from now, are these things going to matter? Probably not. Fifty years from now, are these things going to matter? And you're going to say, well, Della, I'm probably not even going to be alive 50 years from now. Yeah, that's why I asked that. Is it really going to matter 50 years from now? Because let's, let's jump even further outside of that. We're here inside of this life that right here, right this moment, feels so important. But this life is only one teeny, teeny, tiny stop along the way of our greater existence. You guys know I've worked in labor and delivery and I've worked in hospice. I've seen life come into this world. I've seen life go out of this world and it's not any different. This life is just a space between two doorways in a really, 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 really long hallway. And you might feel like this space between these two doorways, because it's all you can see, you forget that there's hallways before and after. From the perspective of those hallways, what's happening right here, right now, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that big of a deal. And I'm not trying to take away from you your pain. I'm not trying to disacknowledge what you're feeling. What I'm saying is acknowledge that. Feel what you're feeling. And then acknowledge that it only matters. It matters a lot right now. But it really only matters right now. Because by tomorrow or next week or next month, you're going to have gotten blood back into your prefrontal lobe of your brain and you're going to be able to solve problems and you're going to be able to think through things in a way that maybe you can't right now. So give yourself a break. Let me remind you, it hurts now. It's going to be okay. Take a deep breath and know in the grand scheme of things, What feels huge now isn't going to feel so huge. And I want to point something out to you. We've, you've probably heard about how in order for an arrow to shoot forward, tension must be placed on the string on the bow. In order to shoot an arrow forward, We have to pull the string of the bow back so far that it it creates almost a painful tension. In fact, if you hold that on your finger and you don't have a finger guard, it might even hurt your finger from holding that string back so far. And you actually have to have some muscles in order to be able to pull that bow all the way back. This tension, this contrast, this resistance is what is required in order to propel that arrow forward. 
the more tension you're feeling, the more resistance you're feeling, the stronger the slingshot you are building for yourself. It might feel like this is so insurmountable that you don't know how to get out of it. That's okay. Here's another secret. You don't need to know how to get out of it. Right here, right now, right this minute, you don't need to know how to get out of it. All you got to do is take a deep breath and know it's going to be okay. You don't have to know how it's going to be okay. You just take a deep breath and know it's going to be okay. And I'm going to remind you this. The more resistance you're feeling, the more tension you're feeling, the more you feel like you're going two steps forward and being pulled eight steps back. Wonderful. Because when you feel that, you know, you know really, really well, you know really good and hard how you don't want to feel. And that resistance, that tension that's building that slingshot is creating in you a vast, powerful desire to feel better. Don't you want to feel better? And all of that struggle, all of that tension and resistance, all of that two steps forward, eight steps back is the rubber resistance that as you get pulled back, the more you get pulled, the more tension there is, the more resistance there is, the stronger your slingshot is going to be the moment you are able to let go and slingshot forward. Now, you might make a joke about hoping that you get to slingshot forward before your string snaps. Let me tell you something. Your string cannot snap. You are stronger than you think. You might think if you pull hard enough on that string, it'll snap. It won't because you are that string and you are stronger than you have any idea. You don't have to believe me. You just have to take a deep breath and know it's going to be okay. Guys, there's one more step. When you're at that moment, this is really, really, really powerful, guys. We've talked about surrender, and and I think you can't talk about surrender enough because it's really hard to practice because the only way to practice it is to be in a place where you're ready to give up. And the better you get at surrender, the sooner you do it. Trust me. But when you're at that place where you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel, where you feel like there's nowhere to go to up, but up, that's actually a pretty fantastic place to be. You know why? Because there's nowhere to go but up. And it's in this moment, it's in this place, and it's in this time that you acknowledge that you are not enough to do it on your own. That you've tried, you tried everything you knew how to do, you did everything you had the power to do, and it wasn't enough. And so you can step back and have some peace knowing that all your efforts, everything you've tried, you can stop trying so hard because it doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean that there's no chance. What that means is that now you're ready to accept the help that is there. 
And where this help comes from, you can define however you desire as your, as your higher power. Some people like to say God and some people don't like to say God. Some people like to think of them, their greater selves. And, and let me go with you on a little bit on this because do you understand that your consciousness is processing up to, we're guessing, about 120 million bits of information per second. But you, little human that you are, are only aware of 60 to 100 bits of information per second, which means that your greater consciousness is literally one million times stronger than your lower human consciousness. You yourself have knowledge, have skills, have abilities, have awareness, have powers that your little human self simply doesn't know what to do with. And when you can step yourself out of the way and ask for your higher self, your greater self, the being as you define him, her, or it, when you ask them to come in and take over because you can't do it anymore, that's what surrender is. And that, my friend, is when the power comes. Because as I said, your own consciousness is one million times greater than your lower consciousness. So why not step out of the way and ask for some of that help, right? Because your greater consciousness knows how to handle this. Your greater consciousness knows how to solve this problem. And if you're still feeling like life sucks, I understand. What I want you to do is take a deep breath and know it's going to be okay. And now, all you have to do is feel a little bit better than you do now and acknowledge and this is a hard, hard thing to acknowledge, guys. You have the power to choose your thought. And that doesn't mean that you can choose, if you feel really, really crappy, that you can just snap your fingers and choose to feel elated. It's not always that easy. I'm not asking you to do that. And I already explained that you don't have the blood in your brain to make all of the choices that might otherwise be available to you. But what is available is something that feels just a little bit better. Because anger feels a little bit better than hopelessness. And, and blame can sometimes feel a little bit better than that. And resentment, even though these aren't your end goal feelings, it might feel a little bit better than what you felt like a minute ago. And slowly, little bit by little bit, you can choose a better feeling thought. And you can move from anger to frustration to closer to neutral. Again, you don't have to be happy yet, but it's a little bit better than you were. A little bit better than you were. And one thing that's really powerful is as you're able to do that, as you are able to reach for and pull yourself up to just a little bit better feeling thought. It does give you an awareness that you do have that power, that you do have that ability to pull your thought one way or the other. And if you have that ability, 
then you don't have an excuse. And then it's truly up to you to choose how do you want to feel. And do you want to feel angry and pissed off for the next five minutes? Okay, fine. Allow yourself to feel that. Just maybe set a timer and know that after five minutes, you're going to reach for something that feels a little bit better. And if you want to feel some some resentment for a few minutes, great. Set a timer and feel some resentment for a few minutes. When that timer goes off, know that it's up to you to feel a little bit better. And nobody else can do it for you, but you can surrender and ask for help. There's always, 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 always something to be grateful for. There's never, ever, 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 ever a reason to give up. My friends have been there. And what I'm telling you is you can do it. Pretty good timing. So that's Della with the Extraordinary Talk Show. Please check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, and all of the other ways that you can listen to the show. Remember, I love you. I'm here for you. I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourselves.